This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Secretary of State Tony Blinken has become the public face of the Biden administration's wrecking operation that is showing the world America is in decline and retreat after years of Democrats, never Trumpers, and even some actual Republicans denouncing Donald Trump's America first foreign and defense policies. They now appear by contrast as manifestations of robustness and successful U.S. engagement internationally. Tony Blinken's deep compromise by the Chinese Communist Party may have made unsurprising the dive he took when our country was roundly denounced by his people. PRC counterpart in Anchorage last spring. He has, however, subsequently gone on to run down the United States himself by endorsing the false narrative of our systemic racism, even inviting UN inspectors to investigate our national shortcomings. Yesterday, Blinken acknowledged an impending catastrophe in Afghanistan. Color him the poster child for America last. This is Frank Gaffney. Now more with Frank Gaffney. Welcome back. I'm very pleased to say we're joined by Joel Kaplan, a man who I think of as kind of every man in a way when one talks about one of the great challenges of our time, namely, what is happening in communist China to the money that American investors have been importuned or otherwise induced to place in various Chinese Communist Party associated enterprises, whether they're state-owned enterprises or whether they're ostensibly private enterprises, they're all working for the Chinese Communist Party. And in many cases, certainly in every case, if needed, for its People's Liberation Army as well. His name is Joel Kaplan. He was formerly a small businessman in the United States, successful in his line of work. He invested considerably in, among other things, Chinese green technology companies listed on NASDAQ, and he has suffered grievously for having done so. And we wanted very much as part of a conversation we'll be having next with our friend Bill Walton about what the Chinese are doing to further erode investor confidence in Chinese investments to talk about his personal experience with what he calls the China hustle. Joel Kaplan, um, it was great. We talked with you last year about this. We need an update urgently. I'm very pleased that you were featured um, in the intervening period by our friend Kevin Freeman in his economic war room. And there's a very long battle plan, as Kevin calls them, that has been developed to um, draw from some of your insights. But thank you for joining us to share them with us today. Thanks, Frank. It's a great pleasure to be here. I'm a big fan of the show. Let me ask you if you could quickly to to just give us a sort of read-in on what happened to you and how. Okay. I'd like to dedicate this also to all the victims of the China hustle because there are thousands, if not tens of thousands, and also all the victims of the Chinese Communist Party generally, and also to dedicate this to those that lost their lives uh, due to this COVID and their friends and families. Um, and just to remind everybody in the spirit of the truth shall set us free. And we are living, as everyone knows, in very troubled times. Uh, as you mentioned, I was a guy that taught in high school. I trusted uh, forensic accounting that was done, 10Ks and 10Qs like many um, mom and pop investors. And this was about 10 years ago. I had invested in lithium ion batteries and electric uh, vehicles, small electric vehicles, light, light electric vehicles. And, you know, at that time, it was not uh, really considered possible that people would just blatantly lie about their accounting to such a, a brazen extent. But we now know that hundreds of Chinese companies have been Chinese companies have been deregistered by the Securities and Exchange Commission. The thing that I really learned the hard way 
is I did go to court and I trusted in our court system. Uh, and I believe that once a court judgment would, would be obtained, I would have some recourse and some, and it didn't work out that way. Um, this company had raised $100 million in name of Advanced Battery Technologies. Um, I went, visited them in China. They had three campuses. They had 2,000 people working for them. But when the veneer was pulled off of their accounting, uh, they basically, instead of coming to the table and showing up in U.S. courts, they just generally disappeared. Now, of course, with the situation in China, no, I can't even visit to see what's going on there. Um, all of the, uh, the CEOs disappeared. The board of directors disappeared. However, we did win um, in 2017 a court judgment in the Delaware Court of Chancery. Uh, the case is 9542-VCMR, and they, they turned it over to a court-appointed receiver. That court-appointed receiver is basically the only game in town. His name is Robert Seiden. And his law firm has a billion dollars, a billion and a half dollars worth of cases against Chinese companies like this that have disappeared. To my recollection, to my knowledge, he has only been able to obtain about point, an average of 0.5 to 1% of, of the total value of those court judgments. So biblical amounts of money have disappeared in this Chinese stock scam. And uh, as we know, um, they seem to have plenty of money to buy distressed companies. They seem to have plenty of money to, as your, your recent shows have shown, to uh, nation capture and get people into debt trap to loan money. And even even up including to the, uh, the, the first family, um, it seems that they had no problem waltzing into China and receiving biblical amounts of money. And the point that I would like to make and I th think that I discovered is that this is our money. This is our money that's being repurposed because our court judgments are not being honored uh, at all. And your story, as I say, is a kind of everyman tale uh, for at least, as you indicated, uh, probably tens of thousands, maybe considerably more. And, and I fear even more are in prospect of being taken to the cleaners by the Chinese Communist Party and its, uh, its companies. Joel, you mentioned the first family and the access that it had to enormous amounts of money uh, in the person of Hunter Biden. I, I gather you're prominently featured if anybody still uses Google, and I don't recommend it, by the way. DuckDuckGo is my search engine of choice. But if you do, um, your name pops up in connection with uh, what Hunter and his dad did with the, uh, the CCP. Give us your insights into that and how it bears on your personal experience. Certainly. Well, as I mentioned, I got this court judgment in 2017, and the court-appointed receiver had uh, visited China several times. Each time, he would call the shareholders and say, I think we have a deal on the table. You know, they're going to pay on, you know, a, a reasonable percentage of the court judgment. Every time he came back to New York, uh, the, the story changed. And during that time, uh, I became a person that prayed a lot in different clergy I would speak to would say, you know, promise the, uh, the creator, the almighty, that you'll give money to charity. And so I did. I was, would have settled for 10% of the court judgment. I got back less than 1%. Then in the late, at the uh, December of 2019, um, President Trump announced that Hunter Biden had received quite a sizable amount, a billion and a half dollars for uh, something. And, and this was covered by the Committee of uh, Unclear and Present Danger. China, John Solomon, showed what, what, what had happened. And I uh, made a filing in his paternity case in Arkansas with um, the, the mother of one of his children. And that filing went viral and, and Fox News picked it up and, and Epic Times picked it up. And in that filing, I proposed that there's a nexus between the biblical amounts of money that have disappeared uh, and uh, how it winds up in the pockets of people. It's pure bribery, basically. It's just 
bribery and the truth shall set us free. So anyway, if anyone wants to just Google right now, Joe Biden and China hustle or Hunter Biden and China hustle, you can read all the all the articles and stories, including the sixth one down is the actual court filing. And in that court filing, you know, I want to speak for a moment about hypocrisy. At the end of the impeachment, Adam Schiff mentioned that the system doesn't work unless people come forward and report wrongdoing. Well, okay, that's a bit of a hypocritical statement for him. But in any case, I use that opening quote in my filing to, to say we have to have a system that works. And I think as most people that are truly woke, not just ignorant woke, see that our system is not working. There's two sets of standards here. And I just would be so happy and grateful to, for anybody can just Google Joe Biden and China hustle and read my story. Thank you. So when you look at what China is doing today, not just what it has done in the past, um, the cumulative effect of the various, well, exchange traded funds and index funds and mutual funds and um, pension plan investments, uh, state and federal, uh, that are now investing individual American savings uh, or disposable income of other kinds, investment dollars in China. Um, what is the principal message you would give people who are either wittingly or in many cases, I'm quite sure unwittingly, Joel, seeing uh, their funds uh, migrate there and into companies that are probably, uh, when all is said and done, no more transparent about their actual, uh, well, status, shall we say, financial and otherwise, than uh, were the companies in which you lost your shirt. Well, as I mentioned in our last interview, um, they'd be better off going to Vegas. And what I really want to emphasize is that if something goes wrong and they get called out for accounting fraud, class actions will get you nowhere. You can spend years in court and there will be absolutely no recourse. And that's based on hundreds of, of uh, companies that have been deregistered and about 30 um, receiverships that have gone nowhere since 2015. If they wanted to stand up and, and, and come to uh, some fair, uh, good faith uh, negotiation, they could have done that easily. They have trillions. They come to Israel, they buy up billions and billions of, that's where I'm talking to you now from, billions and billions of startups, but they don't have money to come and, and, and pay off on simple court judgments. And that would be the first thing. Until they pay on these court judgments, there's no precedent for any justice in this entire investment scam that's going on. And, and just, again, to put a fine point on your own personal experience in this regard, um, you essentially had to start over. You, you made Aliyah to Israel. You live there now and have rebuilt your life, I gather. But uh, this is really an object lesson, it would seem, to all of us. And I appreciate so much your sharing with us your personal insights and experiences, uh, Joel, because they're their warnings, really, um, to American investors. And I guess what I'd like next to ask you about is, what about the responsibility of those in the investment management industry, Wall Street financiers uh, notably, who are enabling or facilitating or otherwise abetting the China hustle? They certainly are aiding and abetting the China hustle. And I think they really need to start to put morality 
over short and our country's national security and human rights issues and just basic honesty and ethics over the immediate needs of, of making a quick buck because the, the, the cat is out of the bag now. One click around the world, people can see my story and my story happened hundreds and hundreds of times. So we can see now in the last few days, many, the China market is going down. People realize that this is a fraud and, that, and they can watch the movie. It takes a few minutes to research this and these people on Wall Street have to wake up and stop doing this. And in terms of legislation, there are two bills Senate Bill 945 and House Bill 7000. But these bills give uh, the bad actors in China or, or potentially good actors, I suppose, if there are three more years to, to prove that they're not associated with the Chinese Communist Party. Meanwhile, there are trillions of dollars trading in market cap on our capital markets, as Roger Robinson and some of your other experts, Gordon Chang, have spoken about. There, those bills, could there could be a solution, a theft tax and a victim compensation fund against those Chinese because they it's now proven that they're not paying on their court judgments as for the uh, talk talk about those making, in a little bit more detail what what that it would involve they're they're not in the legislation as things stand now I gather um, and there are some differences between the two bills that will have to be resolved in conference it's a little unclear to me where this process stands at the moment uh, can you shed light on that and 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 uh, again address a little bit more in detail the kinds of amendments you think are in order well sure uh, House Bill 7000 is called the Holding Foreign Companies Accountable Act. Um, it has passed, but it's it's a toothless bill. It, it really doesn't have teeth. It requires certain issuers of securities to establish that they are not owned or controlled by a foreign government, uh, which in this case would be alluding to the CCP. Um, and uh, it's a very easy thing to research, House Bill 7000. And... Um, I just don't think that, that Congress is truly, this really hasn't been exposed yet. They, they can't imagine the biblical level of fraud. I'm hoping through this interview that a few of them, especially the sponsors of these two bills, will be in touch with me. I've been trying for years to get my information to folks like Senator Kennedy and Senator Johnson and um, Menendez. Um, I, I've reported this so many times to the FBI and like so many things in our country right now, it just seems that there's a biblical amount of incompetence to match the biblical amount of fraud. <laughs> or willful blindness uh, is another way of describing it, perhaps uh, averting their gaze. The Senate bill, as I understand it, Joel Kaplan, is uh, somewhat more uh, robust. I don't know that you'd say they have teeth exactly, but um, that there's, uh, there's a bit more um, enforcement uh, in it is that a correct understanding or not? It, it is a correct understanding. Are we? But but it it gives them um, three years. Furthermore, if the board it reads furthermore, if the board is unable to inspect the issuer's public accounting firm for three consecutive years, the issuer's securities are banned from trade on the national exchange. So we're looking. This bill was passed in 2020. We're looking at 2023. Well, if over the last 10 or 15 years they've stolen 100 to 100 200 billion dollars and defrauded thousands and thousands of Americans, you know this is going to be their last hurrah because they just don't seem to have the DNA to just, as, as Senator Kennedy has spoken about on Fox, just follow our rules. It's so simple. We have rules, we have penalties, we have, be honest, follow the rules, and if you break the rules, pay the penalty. Well, Joel, I'm not sure whether it's the DNA on their end or whether it's the uh, connivance of people on our end. And you know, going back to what you were talking about a moment ago in terms of the first family, uh, the man who helped engineer, as you know, the arrangement 
whereby the Chinese Communist Party's companies do not have to conform to our statutes and regulations governing the capital markets, uh, specifically with respect to transparency and accountability and governance, was none other than then Vice President Joe Biden in a memorandum of understanding back in 2013. So this is this is something that has been willfully done by the Biden family. There are some who believe there may be some connection between that service rendered and the $1.5 billion that <laughs> went into Hunter's pocket, as you put it, and uh, evidently to the big guy as well. But these are the sorts of things that impel, it seems to me, a wholesale review, both uh, in the legislative context and in the judicial context of how we can hold the Chinese Communist Party accountable for a succession of of crimes. We talked earlier in the program with Sean Lin about crimes against humanity, like organ harvesting, but criminal actions with respect to the finances of Americans is uh, is another. And you are a poster child, if I can use that expression, for what has happened. And I do hope that um, the senators and members of the House will heed your warnings and your recommendations with respects to um, important amendments to this legislation. Joel, we are hard out of time. We'll have to come back to you for a more detailed conversation on those amendments soon. But thank you for your time today and for this clarion call. It perfectly sets up the conversation we're going to have with Bill Walton about what's going on more generally with respect to the China market. And I uh, thank you for your time today, my friend, and hope you'll keep at it. And uh, God bless you. Next up, let's mention Bill Walton right after this. <laughs> 